recording. I got it. I'm going. Recording. Wreck. Wreck, wreck. room. Wreck. Uh, Recreation. Wreck. Recreation. Mm-hmm. Wreck league. Rectangle. Record collection. Re wow. Rexall. <laughs> uh, oh, what's the song they sing at the end? The one that unites the... It's kind of uh, just like a... There's like no... It's not like, that good. There's no... They're just like... It's just kind of like... Na, 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 They're just vocalizing. Yeah, it's not that good. I thought they would make like a song like... I thought that, that they you would could, like play on your phone after, <laughs> you know. I I just no, feel like this uh... one isn't. This is like a live jam you have to watch, right? See, I feel like no. they shouldn't have let us hear the song because it's like if this is supposed to be the song, then it's like how. But like, they, but yeah. they say that it's not the the important thing. Isn't the song? It's that everyone in the universe across all of time is playing it together at the same time it's not about right. how good the song is it's about then, that we're all doing it together couldn't the song like couldn't it have just been like people playing random notes then like did there need to be a song because if everyone's playing at the same time couldn't it have just been like you know like all different <laughs> things at once i guess i don't that's understand true. The good science song. With, you're right with time travel I, so i actually wait we're still in the intro. I will wait. <laughs> What's the song we're singing? Well, we don't know it. Oh, bam. Uh, yeah. Bam, 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 bam. Sounds close enough to me. Oh, the, there's I, one part. Uh, Jimmy oh, there's Hendrix a Weezer plays song. Amazing Grace. Oh, what's the? That's true. There's a what? Weezer song in the credits. The credits have a Weezer song in it. Or we could do the Dave Grohl song and just have silence. <laughs> All right, this is the Dave Grohl song that we heard in the in the movie. And intro music. Wow. <laughs> Bravo. It was really good. That was like kind of a missed opportunity where we could have been like, oh, what's the song that unites the world? And then we just play the intro music. Ooh. Oh. Wow. Let's do that right now. Yeah, just... it's not too late. <laughs> <laughs> you want to set it up, Nara? It's a little inauthentic, no, you guys. No, I'm, I'm just, uh, we're going to That's gonna a great take... intro. I think we should just take the loss and move on. We can use okay. it some other time. <laughs> okay. We're so defeatist. Everyone's so tired right now. School I started. Yeah. I literally, yeah, I feel drained. You know, I'm I'm suffering through a giant loss right now, too. What you lose? I, so I got this bottle of Coke last night, and um, I opened it. And first, it was like, it was warm in my hands, and I was like, oh my gosh, uh, <laughs> why is this warm? Like, why did I put this in the fridge? Uh, and I opened it, and it exploded all over my bed. I was oh. like, oh. The warmness made me forget that, like, they can explode and stuff. I don't know. I was just so off-put. I was like, oh, God. And then, uh, yeah. So I just spent the morning cleaning up. Funk, I had I'm the like, worst morning. I'm so sorry. That sucks. It's okay. I'm working through it. But there's Coke everywhere. <laughs> How deep did it get in your bed? Like, are you going to have to do, like, a 
Like was it mostly top layer? Sheets, top or? layer. Oh, okay. Top okay. layer. Yeah. Okay. It was just, it was a moral loss though. I was just like, oh, what's going on? Forget about the explodey part <laughs> of a coke. <laughs> Arguably the best part. Yeah, that is. That is. Really? Wait, you think that's just, the, the best part of a coke is that it can the explode? carbonation? The carbonation. Oh. oh. <laughs> that's what I'm going there for, I guess. That's yeah. True. No. Like flat. Like soda is good, but the minute it gets flat, it's just like the worst thing. You don't want to drink that. Yeah, and you I can, can like s- taste how bad it is for you when it's not even carbonated. It's, it's just, just like, like syrup. Oh. You're like, I'm drinking straight syrup right now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm you funky. Much hey, are at that point, yeah. <laughs> Hi, funky. Hi, funky. Hey, who are you guys? I'm Nara. Uh, oh, Hi. hey. <laughs> What's Did- up, Nara? Not much. <laughs> nice. Watch the movie. Nara, what's your what's your favorite soft drink to drink while if if it's flat, how what's your favorite one? My favorite flat maybe ginger ale. Yeah. Or Dr. Pepper, because Dr. Pepper when it's flat tastes like melted freezy, like the red freezies but melted. So I can do it flat. Okay. I just can't. I can't drink a lot of it. It's like you know when you have like a can of soda and there's like the last sip at the bottom that you forget about until like the end of your meal or like the end of the movie or whatever, and you're like, oh, I may as well finish this. If it's just that much amount of Dr Pepper, then I'm okay with it. I'm not like mad about mm. it. But flat Pepsi is the worst. It tastes like cleaning <laughs> product. Ugh. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh, yeah, gross. Um, well, my name is Adam. Uh, I'll probably echo that ginger ale. I think a root beer flat is fine because root beer already is basically just like candy. Mm. Okay. And I think it still survives without the carbonation. So that'd be mine. Wow. Um, I'm Hannah. And like, honestly, like, I don't drink a lot of soda unless it's like, like I like will drink Coke like for the caffeine, and I also don't mind the taste of it flat. So I guess like Coke or Diet Coke. Wow, wow. Yeah, I mean like I don't know. It's not like it's like the greatest tasting thi- like thing when it's yeah. bubbly. Like it's just the it's sugar. Actually scientifically, is the greatest tasting thing. <laughs> I mean, I do love it. I'm not gonna lie, but like, I don't know. I, I actually don't like... really drink Coke, but really? oh, that's making... like my you know, go-to. I, I think soft drink. isn't it like ketchup? They like actually like scientifically figured out like what a taste bud enjoys, and then they like what? distilled it into this one. That was like the idea of ketchup. Maybe. I have no idea. I don't know. I really don't know the science behind like ketchup. Ketchup is, ketchup is like vinegar, tomatoes, and sugar. Yeah, I thought it was like a farmer that was like, I want to drink this. Yeah, you're probably right. It was probably the farmer well, ketchup. The, oh. Oh, wait. I take... Can I change my answer for the best flat soda? Yeah. I yeah. think when you get ketchup? like... No. I don't know if this counts as like it but you know when you get like sparkling like lemonade or something mm. like when you get like the fizzy that's like lemonade because then it's just lemonade um, that's like yeah because yeah, so the that main the thing is the lemonade that the special thing is that it's carbon otherwise i'd say water i'm like yeah i guess uncarbonated <laughs> water is the best drink 
My favorite soda is uncarbonated water. <laughs> I was thinking about saying that's Fruitopia like Ned Flanders. And Sprite. That's what he would say. Oh, Fruitopian Sprite. Hit. Oh yeah, that's a great combo. What? Sprite very nice. Sprite, yeah. You know, like so many people in Toronto think that they made that, like. Like what do you mean? <laughs> like I've had multiple conversations with people who claim that they invented Sprite Fruitopia. I like, saw a TikTok that was like how to know if you're like from Toronto or something. And the only <laughs> one I related to was that. The rest I had no idea what they were talking about. But that I was like. Was like drinking Sprite Fruitopia? Yeah, they're like mixing Sprite and Fruitopia. And I was like. What? Is that specifically a Toronto thing? No, I think is that's that, just think universally so. like growing up clear... you mix drinks together with a soda fountain because <laughs> yeah. you're like whoa i'm crazy international listeners <laughs> let us know do you mix sprite and fruitopia not in toronto i think like, it's you... a toronto thing that like people have like get excited about it like oh, have okay. you heard right. about this like i mean i feel like it's just a thing you, when you're a kid you're like gave a soda fountain let me see what i can do and it never tastes as good mm. as it probably would have to just drink one on its own but it's like exciting. you know what yeah you know what i like to mix i like to mix root beer with coke at soda fountain i hate root beer mm. i think root beer is I, the most disgusting gold. thing i've ever had i love just wow. making brown drink I love <laughs> the most brown disgusting thing it you've tastes ever had like pepto-bismol i do not understand that i do not oh i get that yeah pepto-bismol tastes good the the okay so <laughs> i taste it the most with the A&W root beer has like the most of like a minty taste to it for some reason. Oh, whoa. Okay. I don't know about this. I, what? I did you, did, did anyone else, so this happened at like baseball tournaments all the time when I was growing up where like, you know, we would all go out to like Jack Astor's after the game or whatever. And then people would just like mix every single liquid together and then like dare someone to drink it. So it'd be like, there'd be like ketchup and salt and. Okay, Whatever. not not um, that yes. extreme. Like we used to do that at like sleepovers or birthday parties as like a dare, but like we didn't go to Jack Astor's. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's got to be at a Jack Astor's. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, that's the grossest games. thing ever. Yeah, it makes me nasty. So okay, so worst soda is that? It's great. Definitely. Yes. We well, this is a movie podcast. Ruby recorded to Hannah. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about movies. We're talking about soda fountains. Um, true, because you can get that at the movies. You could, uh, well, if you, wow, in the old world. Yeah. Um. No, have, you know what? You sorry. can buy a can of Sprite, bottle of Fruitopia, mix it together, and then let it decarbonate, and then drink mm. it in front of this movie. Mm mm. Uh, puts a smile on my face. Decarbonated <laughs> pop. Um, I. Uh, how do we want to talk about Bill and Ted face the music? Did w- when was this released? I feel like I it slipped by. Twenty like August, something. Yeah, like last, like a month last ago. Month. Nice, nice. It got a release in theaters, I guess, as well for theaters that are open. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we all watched it. From the comfort of our homes. Yes. I'm where I'm sitting right now is where I was sitting while I was watching the movie. (laughs) I was downstairs. I I literally just finished the movie before we started recording. 
but I did move from the other side of my room to my bed. <laughs> Welcome. So. Welcome. Oh, and it should be noted that this is a, is it whack? Where yeah. we talk about movies and debate their whackness, whack not meaning good or bad, but whatever it means to us on that uh, day. And we're also at the end of our uh, Whack to the Future miniseries where we're talking about movies. Which Whoa. can I say was future. more like wow. a maxi series? Like that was long. <laughs> oh, like, that, that was long for so long. No, that's true. It's been a minute. I think Nara <laughs> had three film picks. <laughs> is this my third? Is... I'm pretty I sure. Had... I had two for sure. I don't know. Are we counting this as my third? Are we counting this as a me movie also? I, I, this I don't know. I guess movie. this is like a bone. But like still, I was like, when you suggested we watch Born in Flames, I was like, I could have sworn Nara picked, but like, not to do this. Um, I think it well, was... Not... I think... Yeah, this is my sorry, favorite Parker. genre, so I think all yeah, the movies cool with it. and sick. Yeah, I think yeah, I missed a couple of weeks, so maybe that's why I wanted to throw a couple extra titles in here. But <laughs> I personally good. think we should just keep going forever on movies about the future. No, and, you guys, uh, never stop. that is a genre I don't watch, so I have no. <laughs> I cannot. What do a, this. what should our next one be? Oh. That's a good question. We didn't Movie even plan that. Movie set in that. the present. <laughs> Should we just do another? Because this one has gone on for so long. Should we just do another like wild card one? Like just choose your own adventure. Everybody choose what chooses a wacky no, movie that they want. I don't because then Sub's gonna make me watch something right like from his like wheelhouse of like <laughs> movies he's been waiting to make me watch. If we have a theme, at least it's like he doesn't have the satisfaction of just <laughs> making me watch anything he feels like. Sorry, this is a very personal beef that I'm. We'll come back. We'll come back around to what we're watching next. But let's we'll start by let's talk about Bill and Ted face the music. Oh, it's here. When? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. We talked about the other two Bill and Ted's, and now it's time to complete the trilogy. We're facing the we're music. Here. I I missed the second one. Um. Oh. So, what happened? You didn't see they, uh, <laughs> they they uh they they died. They went to hell. Uh, then the Grim Reaper helped bring them back, and they all formed an amazing band to play at a local talent show. And then their music took over the world, and they became superstars. And they okay. had and they had children. Kids. Yeah. Okay. And the. Okay, so, so just to, I have to just air a grievance that I have with this film, which I think okay, is evident through a, a lot of the film, but is it not established in uh, Bogus Journey that everybody knows that the princesses are, like, actual princesses from, like, the 1400s because that's what they're, or, like, from whenever, because that's their birthday party? What? Their birthday party? What, like what? at their birthday party, don't they have like a ridiculously like big number as like happy like whatever birthday princesses? <laughs> I could see them having that game. Oh, yeah, maybe. But I, I, I feel like it would it. still be hard to like believe that someone's actually a prince. Like I don't know if someone told me they were, especially on their birthday, if someone told me that they were like a princess from the 1300s or whatever, I'd probably be like, "All right, happy birthday." Because I don't yeah. want to let them down on their birthday. Tell them, yeah, you're probably not. 
That's true. That was just that's a grievance. <laughs> okay. That's a, that's a that's grievance that I have with the film because I was, I thought I thought it was established. I guess, I, but like, uh. Hannah, you were looking at me like that's the weirdest thing. I I've just ever was said. like, wow, that's like such a str. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Would you let a princess da- would you let someone down on their birthday if they said that they were a princess? Would you tell them they're not a princess? Well, like depends on how serious they're being. I wouldn't tell them they're not, but I'd be like concerned if like uh, Oh, did you go to lit? No, no, it's hail. Oh, similar coffee cup. Sorry. I got Yeah, I guess they are similar coffee cups. Um, I would be concerned if someone said that to me, whatever day of the year it was, and they were absolutely serious. <laughs> I wouldn't be like, well, it's your birthday, so I'm going to, like, <laughs> throw you a bone. I like that you give them a pass, Adam, for that day. Yeah. Any other sense. day, you're going you're gonna, to So then if it's my it birthday, can birthday? I be like, Adam, you owe me $500, and you'll be like, well, it's her birthday. I don't want to let her down. Yeah, it is. It is your okay. birthday. I gotta do what you say. And when I'll it's your birthday, technically, it's like every. It's like that's your day, and anything that you want, everyone has to do. But the only problem if- is that Hannah, your birthday, and my birthday are right next to each other. So so you. But what if, what if you have you the same birthday? You ask for five hundred dollars on your birthday. I'll ask for five hundred dollars on my birthday, and it'll just even out. Okay, Dang. but if you somebody has the same birthday as you, like two people have the same birthday. If you ask your birthday partner for five hundred dollars. Do they have to throw you a bone because it's your birthday or can they just deny and you have to throw them a bone for denying because it's also their birthday? But no, see, wow. this is not a universal wow. rule. A this is question. Adam's own weird rule that he's decided to live by. So <laughs> I wouldn't have to give you $500 on my birthday because I, from the start, have been mm. against this. But I wouldn't, obviously wouldn't deny you the opportunity to let me have $500 on my birthday. Wow. Anyways. That is very <laughs> telling. Yeah. I, thank you, Funke. I agree. <laughs> um, This movie, though. Yeah, who wants I... to summarize it? Oh, Funke, you start. What were you about to say? Sorry. Oh, no, no, sorry. I was thinking of how to summarize it. Well, do you want to, um, like, ask us, like, do you have any questions that you are confused about because you didn't watch the second film then we could fill you in no i just like hmm i guess the first time i thought about this was when i was watching uh, avengers endgame i'm like you're making a movie based on like other movies um and i guess you can make a decision of like how much you care about the audience members that like haven't seen the first couple of movies this one seemed like very much like okay you love bill and ted this is why you're seeing this movie oh yeah um uh, I did, I didn't know a couple of the things. Like, I think Death, I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. I do remember him on the cover. I just, like, do not know what the hell happened <laughs> there. Um, I think that plot line, I was a little like, oh, what? And it was, like, a lot of, like, they were squashing the beef of something that I didn't know about. And they were talking about a restraining order. And I'm like, well, what's all, going all on? all of that happened, like, not even in the films. Like, that just seemed to have happened yeah. in between the time. Okay, I was just confused. I didn't know if that death, happened in the past. Death was a big part of the second one, but it's more, yeah, all the like actual plot stuff that uh, informs this movie about like 
yeah, that they, I guess, were in a band together and then they broke up and then they, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. That's all, you know, we don't see any of that. In, oh, that didn't the, happen in the second one. No, that would have happened in between the two. In the, like, <laughs> um, epilogue of the second one, I think there is, like, news, like, Wild Stallion does this and that, and, like, that might have been included, like, something, but I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Um, true, but, true. yeah, like, we don't, we don't, we don't know that death leaves the band in the second one. It's just. Mm. Okay. Well, no, no, then I think I'm pretty much caught up. Um, yeah, I watched this movie for the first time today, this morning, woke up. It was pretty chill. It was like very fun. The energy was high the whole time. Everyone's just like, ah, we're all so excited to be here. It's been 25 years. Is, is that the amount of time it's been since the last Bill and Ted movie? Is, is that why they're, okay. I don't know. Um, Sounds about right, um, yeah. I feel okay. like it might cool. have actually been more time, but maybe when it was written, it was like 25 years. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, because in the yeah, I don't know. I don't I, know if the math is actually. Yeah, it's been it's been on twenty nine years since the first or last one. Since Bogus Journey. Damn. So yeah, I think then this uh-huh. would take place like a few years ago. Because the oh. daughters are twenty four. And they're technically born a year after the second movie ends. I don't know. There's a lot of time stuff in this movie. Yeah. And I think they played off well. Like, (laughs) it's. I I don't take it too seriously. They approached it in the same way they did in the other two, which is that you're really not supposed to think too hard about it. It's a fun plot device, but, like, don't go into the science of it because. Yeah. I think they tried too much to go into the science of it or like make the time travel more complex than just like, this is how you time travel and things just work out. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Cause I didn't like how Wait, wait, do you want to summarize it real quick before we do this? Okay. So here we go. Just, I'm just going to say there's a lot more plots and like subplots in this one than there have been in the other two where it's just the main plot and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Or like the main plot and maybe one tiny side plot. So, Bill and Ted, Wild Stallions, crazy successful band, so good. And then tragedy happens and they break up. And oh no, they've never, they still haven't uh, created the hit that unites all the world into into this new like utopian future that Rufus was telling them about and showing them. So uh, they're kind of having a midlife crisis over this. And oh no, what else? Their wives uh, are leaving them and their marriages are falling apart. And oh no, what else? Yeah, they, are. they have two daughters um, that uh, Ted's father think are too similar to Bill and Ted. Um, and these two daughters uh, want to help their dads who are getting in trouble with the time police. And oh mm. no, what else? The time police... <laughs> think that if bill and ted can't write the song by 7 17 p.m that Mm -hmm. uh the world and all of time and all of reality is going to crumble as we know it they don't think that that is what's going to happen and oh no what else the time police think that uh bill and ted won't be able to do it um so instead they have to kill them and maybe that will unite the world so there is a killer robot 
with um serious anxiety issues after them. Wait, what's his name again? Dennis, Dennis. Mc- something. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis, I really Dennis McCoy. That. Dennis. Um, Dennis McCoy. What else? Because, because their daughters want to help them so bad. Um, they travel through time and assemble a super group. And yes, and that that's what's happening in the film. And Bill and Ted. Oh, yeah. and what else? Bill and Ted keep uh, going, jumping to the future to see if they've written the songs yet, but they keep getting into altercations with their future selves who want to kill them, I think. I was so shocked at that part that, like, by the second, maybe by the first, by the second, by the third, they weren't just like, let's go back and make this song. Like, they were like, let's keep going to the future. And, like, maybe they did it now. But that's what I, that's kind of what I loved about it, though, because, like, the, the, it almost feels like it's commenting on their attitudes in the first two, where it's kind of like, they're just these uh, carefree guys who just assume that, like, all the good things in life are going to, like, come to them. And I love them. Like, they're great guys. And it usually does. Like, in those two movies, like, everything does just kind of come to them. They don't really have to do anything. Um, Or the things they do actually accomplish all happen, like, off screen. Like, when, you know, whatever. They have to place things back in spots in the past or whatever. But this movie, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, I don't know. Their plot seemed kind of, like, inconsequential because they just keep trying to go to the future to, like, find an easy path to save the universe. And it never works and the real plot is like in their daughters trying to like actually assemble the band and like actually save the universe and uh i don't know i just thought that was cool like i think that's a spirited idea for like a a sequel this many years later yeah Mm -hmm. i i I agree because even like watching the first two bill and ted's i remember like every time there's kind of like well, they didn't do the thing they had to do yet, but they're going to do it. And you're kind of like, these characters are going to get their shit together eventually enough <laughs> yeah. to like do that. And it's like, I think it's more realistic and more true to their characters that like, they not only do they spend the entire movie looking for someone to just give them what they need yeah. and like the answer... It's not even them who are able to do it in the end. Like, and there is this kind of like interesting like idea, like thinking of like as as like a generational thing, like their daughters being like millennials, and I guess Bill and Ted being Gen Xers, um, mm-hmm. and like this idea of like passing it on to the next generation, like each generation has a lot of talk and they're going to save the world and they're going to do it. And then eventually they realize that like, maybe it's not them and maybe there's someone younger and more capable and more willing to do the work, which I guess yeah. is like a really deep read into <laughs> maybe not that deep, but I just mean, it's no, like, I maybe... think it's there for sure. But um, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was cool. I also think they realized how, like, duty the first couple movies were. And they were like, oh, like, well, let's put some women characters in this finally, like, and make them, like, the protagonist by the end. Um, I really liked Ted's daughter. I think she, like, perfectly captured Ted's, um, like, energy and was just, like, a little one. I was like, oh, this is, like, yeah. really funny. She was this great. Is, like, yeah. I-, I think they're both great. But, yeah, I especially do love Ted's... Uh daughter as well uh whose name is 
Billy. Billy. Billy, yeah. They, they named their daughters um, after each other because they yeah. love each other and they're bestest friends ever. <laughs> That's so cute. That's good. That's good. I, I love that they're bestest friends ever. Did you... Yeah. <laughs> the uh, scene where they're in therapy uh, and they have to say, like, I love you to their wives is so, like... What's not clicking? What's not clicking? They're in couples therapy together, like with uh, both of them and their wives. And it's like so awkward. And oh, I don't know. They just. Oh, sorry. What? Oh, no. Just like if you watch the like in the second film, they also like there's a whole scene where they're both like professing their love and like saying they're going to like propose to their individual princesses. But they're saying the exact same things as each other. Like. That's just like it's like a running uh, thing. Okay. Throughout it, it, I feel like it makes more sense if you've seen the second one, where you're like, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. But I get, yeah, that's funny. I thought that that though was also like commenting on that idea a little bit, where it's like, yeah, this is the way that they've always been, but at a certain point, it does kind of have like its limitations, because like they could be totally joined at the hip forever, but they're clearly like not. I mean, gonna be good partners all the time if they're like doing everything in tandem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it gave like for the first time in the entire like series, it gave the wives like agency. Cause in the other in the first one, they just like show up. They're like, okay, we're left our entire lives in medieval times as princesses yeah. to be with you guys, and then in the second one, they're <laughs> yeah. just like, we love Bill and Ted. Oh, Bill and Ted broke up with us. Oh, Dil- Bill and Ted are back. Cool. Like, they don't... Which is, like, fine. Like, I wasn't... Like, none of the characters are that, like, s- like strongly developed in these films, which is, like... So I wasn't, like, pressed on the the wives not being... But, like, I do like that as they gave Bill and Ted more, like, character development in this one, they did allow the wives to... You know, they're not, like, the m- most three-dimensional characters in the world but at least they like seem to have some kind of thinking for themselves going on Mm -hmm. yeah definitely i just don't know what they're doing in their storyline i feel like they shot all of that and then like cut it yeah they must have right because like they're they see an older version of themselves and they're traveling with them and i mean there is something kind of funny in that like they just have this whole other like journey uh going to the past and the future and whatever that's probably happening off screen i i think that's kind of a funny idea but i don't really know what they're like looking for well yeah yeah they're looking for a version of their lives where they're happy with their husbands that they can live in right and the whole idea is that this is the happiest they're in but like that's kind of sad because they're not happy and that's what it, <laughs> yeah it's uh, true. it just feels like I, that whole thing was like unnecessary they could have just stayed in the present um I, the yeah. funniest line whatever the funniest line was when uh who was it ted was just like okay you're gonna go to the future and like look for a world where you're happy with us but you'll never find one so just don't go i was like dude <laughs> and then they're like that sounds horrible but you do go so go and <laughs> well i think it's like that one is like i think in real life is like a horrible thing to say but it makes so much sense with the characters of bill and ted where Mm -hmm. they're like where they're just like 
really like naive and optimistic in their this way where it's like they don't want bad things to happen like they don't want this bad thing to happen in their life Mm -hmm. so they're like don't do it but also i know that history works out in its own way so you're gonna do it and i can't stop you but just to let you know i don't want you to do that it's like they're very like Mm. like that's one of the like i guess issues that the characters have is that they can only like they just don't know how to express themselves so that's like his version of expressing being like i don't want you to go and see how unhappy you are and i or whatever or i don't want you to be unhappy but i can't like i'm not gonna do anything about it or i can't stop like i can't change your mind or something so just do it yeah like i just thought that was like the (laughs) most like that moment kind of like made sense with like the character yeah and also Mm -hmm. just like they're also two people that are like they really don't do much to try and like make things happen a certain way. They're just like, like the whole time of travel and like knowing the future, they're like, well, this is how things go. All right, let's just do what we're supposed to do right in front of us to make things go the way they're supposed to. So it's like, yeah, like you're going to do it. I don't want, but like you're, you're gonna, you know, that's the way they're just like, they accept the, yeah, the, yeah. I don't know where I'm going Which with I, that. Yeah, they do. And that's something that I really liked about uh, the first two is that, like, their attitude is just kind of like, yeah, we'll let the world come to us and, like, things are going to work out, like, if we have an open heart, which is, like, true. But I also kind of like in this movie that it's, like, that is true also to an extent, but, like, you still need to, like, go out and, and do something. And there still needs to be people that are going to, like... uh try to save the world and so it's like their good heartedness definitely like helps and like you know when we reach the end of the movie obviously like in in imbuing the world with that attitude of like good heartedness is really good but it's not like it's just letting the world come to come to you that does save the world it's like people who actually want to go out and and make a difference and yeah yes i think i kind of see that in the film but i think that could have been done better because i think right now the main conflict like with bill and ted is that like they can't write the song so they kind of just like give up or they like um their like careers just kind of go nowhere and their futures go nowhere and it ends up really messy for them because they can't write this song which their entire like lives are like or their destinies are built upon i so i think it might have been more interesting to be like how it's like oh we write this song like we're supposed to write this song to sort of like save the world or like create this utopian future but we got so caught up in that that we missed all the other things we were messing up which i think maybe is kind of part of the point of the film but it wasn't like um articulated that well Mm -hmm. like i think Mm -hmm. there could have been like a little bit more Mm -hmm. like restructuring of the story being like oh because we were so obsessed just with this one song that we had to achieve we missed out on like um or like we pushed away like death and we like um got isolated from like our like wives like the princesses and um we became like super unhappy with like or like whatever with our like lives and our careers um and like being like we needed to like have a more because like ultimately that's what the end of the movie is about is like this holistic um view where it's like they were so like one track minded that they didn't see that the point was like everybody's involved not just them Mm -hmm. but and i think like i think that kind of like 
the joke of the first two movies, which is like that, like the world is gonna be saved by these two like slacker like dudes, is like was like funny and novel like in the eighties and like early nineties. Yeah. But I feel like also at this particular time in history and this political climate, I think if they were to kind of just do another film with that exact formula and idea i don't think that it would like i i just don't think that it would be as like kind of funny and like carefree as as it like would have been back then and i think that it was really smart to kind of go like even though like those movies they're not necessarily saying that the actual answer to life's problems is to be excellent to each other like they kind of are but it's also like it's a joke about these characters from the a culture at that time like if they were to do that now and just like kind of be like oh yes the world is saved by these two incredibly mediocre like slacker dudes (laughs) i think it would just it i don't know it would feel kind of like hard not that this is like this is not a particularly political film but, like, if we think about kind of the idea of, like, who to turn to moving forward and to, like, bring us to, like, our desired future, I think it is better that the focus became on, like, a younger generation and people who are more proactive. I know the daughters aren't that, like, they're similar to their dads, but, like, I don't know. I think they're actually doing something. Yeah. Like, yeah. When they have to solve something, they're not just like, oh, let's just go to our future selves who've already done it and not do yeah. it ourselves. And they're not like relying on the world to kind of just like, l- like stumble these, like let these things kind of fall into their paths. Right. Um, And so I think that that's like a refreshing kind of uh, makeover for the, the films. Um, Yeah. That's true. That's super true. It should uh, yeah. be called Bill and Ted Discover Self-Plagiarism because that's what they're <laughs> trying to do the whole time. Is self-plagiarism a real term? Yeah. Yeah. Really? That's not actually like, – you can't do that in academics. Yeah. Damn. Oh, you have you're to cite to, yourself like, if you're yourself. like – Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Well, you they don't even want you citing yourself. They don't want you doing stuff that you've already done. So they're like – But what if you're do the something- – what if you're the only scholar on the topic? I've also and then then you're like, I've pass. read. Yeah, I think then papers, you might be able to cite yourself, but. But I've read like a lot of papers of people citing their earlier works. Mm. I think it's yeah, like using your own work. Do that. Yeah, but it's like it's using your own work to try to too. pass it off as a new work is self plagiarism. Okay. Like being like, I just did this new thing, but you've already like published it before. Okay. Mm. Mm. Um. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go okay, you go. No, you go. Um. No, I thought that the concept of the movie was very cool. Like that they have to like come up with the the perfect song, and I was just thinking like as a person who like makes stuff like that's what it feels like every time like you go to make something, especially music. Like, uh, and it was interesting seeing like the the fate of the universe like be the 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 stakes and like have it be that high um yeah and i was like how are they gonna do it like how are they actually gonna do it um it had me like intrigued the whole way i was like what kind of song is it gonna be it's, a bad um, song. it's like a 
Yeah, I, I kind of like the. It does. The song the, does work for me at the end. It's but like I was generically gonna, like yeah. fine. It sounds like it just sounds like car commercial music, but or it's like not supposed to like like Adam said. It's it's not about the actual song. It's about everyone coming together. Yeah, but wouldn't I, you want it to be good too? Like, wouldn't like, you want it to I be a song that you could play it's now? Like a sweet, but here, but my thing that I think is really cool about the movie as a whole, it it reminds me of like the Matrix sequels, which are you know some of my favorite movies ever. But mm-hmm. you know, in in the first Matrix and as well in the first couple Bill and Ted's, it's like classic like hero's journey kind of thing where it's like there's going to be one person that's going to save the universe. And then in the Matrix sequels, as well as in this movie, it's like, well, actually the hero's journey is kind of like a bullshit idea. And to place your faith in like one person coming in and like saving the universe uh, is never going to work out. Um, and instead, mm. we have to like create the a, a world in which like everyone can be empowered to come together and like collectively save the universe. And... I think that that's what this movie is doing. I think that's what the Matrix sequels are doing as well. Where in this, it's like you expect the whole time, what is this one song that they're going to write? Or like, you know, you might have been watching the other two movies and you're like, what was that one song going to be that could actually pull together the entire world? And the thing is, one person could never write a song that could pull together the entire world. One person could never do anything that could like save the universe. But collectively... Mm -hmm that could be done and i think that that's really cool yeah hannah you're gearing up to make a joke uh yeah i was gonna be like clearly you've never heard pharrell's happy but like okay (laughs) 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 oh that's the best song you could have picked (laughs) there was like a summer where that song was not Ah, yeah, like it was on every radio, every. Do you remember yeah. that he had this twenty-four hour happy project, and there was like a literal twenty-four hour <laughs> long stream of people dancing and singing to that song, just like not a song oh, you can listen awesome. to for a full day. Freaky, <laughs> like all the same. Uh, what do you mean they were just listening? To the- <laughs> it was called a twenty-four hour happy project or something. Google like, it. You had them trapped in a room, like. No, like- <laughs> Different people <laughs> shot like videos, and then so it was like this, uh, like okay. at all hours together. of the day, it was like this twenty-four hour cut of all these people. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. But okay. I like your idea, Funke, that people are trapped in a room, <laughs> yeah. forced to perform it's, it for it's twenty-four the newest hours. Film. <laughs> not, not even trapped, but like he paid them to like sing it for twenty-four hours. <laughs> oh God. I'm glad I didn't. Um, yeah, <laughs> that would definitely save the universe, though. Um, I, I really liked when Bill and Ted were talking to Bill and Ted. Those are some of my favorite scenes, I think. Um, and seeing like how they treated each other, uh, yeah. basically how they how they treated themselves. Um, I think as we go through the movie, like. Uh, especially with Ted, uh, he gets more comfortable at talking to himself, yeah. uh, which is pretty funny because like he doesn't, yeah. <laughs> he's so awkward talking to himself, and it's like so weird when you see like Bill, who's like, "Yo, bro, like, thanks for helping me out," and Ted's like, "Oh, thanks or whatever." Um, <laughs> by the end, he's like, "Thanks, like dying Bill or by dying Ted, like you've done a lot for me." 
I thought that scene was like very nice and it was like self-care yeah. is beautiful I do love that I love when he's talking to dying Ted and he's like oh sorry man it's like sorry I'm so weird around you but like I just see so much of myself in you <laughs> <laughs> saying sorry i'm so weird around you to yourself is so but also just like funny. i just love the joke of him being like oh you just remind me so much of me when he's talking to himself i love it yeah i do it's like a very good goofy i do like that like our ted like the villain ted or like that we're following or like at least like ted is like super concerned about his future self i really mm-hmm. like that but I really don't like that the future versions of themselves are so mean. Because mm. I was just like, that doesn't track with the films. Like, I understand them being unhappy and them being, like, angry at the situation. But I don't like that they take out that anger on themselves. Like, I don't feel like that they tracks also, with the characters. They're more, like, mm. manipulative. Like, they seem smarter. Like, meaner, but also smart. Like, a slightly smarter scheming they're scheming yeah they're scheming they're not just like coming like i feel like bill and ted are just very like intuitive they're very much just like like it's like that scene like the moment with the buckets on the head where i was like i was like that's so (laughs) funny and that is also the scene that tracks the most with every other like bill and ted plan ever where it's like i feel like they just like go with their gut instinct like there is no deeper thought they're just like what am i gonna do let's do it um yeah which i think is like kind of like lost in the future versions of Mm. themselves i thought it was like i thought it yeah it was very jarring and not really their personality but that was what was so scary about it and that's what like yeah pushed them to be like oh my god we can't like turn into these people because they're so not us like yeah at at our core yeah yeah that's that's the way i saw it too where where it's kind of like if it's like a worst case scenario kind of thing and especially because like you know we love their positivity and we love how like uh yeah just positive of a worldview that they have so seeing something potentially go wrong along the way and then like watching them become these like really angry hostile people is like i don't know it's like really sad to me and it's like a fear of like possible futures kind of Mm -hmm. idea like i don't know if yeah if the real them would ever like become that but uh i kind of like that their journey was about like oh look at the bad situations we could find ourselves in if we you know didn't have such like a positive worldview and then it's them like fighting against that i i I suppose i kind Mm of i don't know i almost think it would have been like more interesting to see a future where the bad thing isn't that they like i don't know like broke up with their wives or whatever the bad like that could be part of it or the bad thing like i wanted to see I think I would have liked to see a future better where it's like Bill and Ted stop being friends and that's sort of what makes them angry is like that's Ooh. what that's what made them lose themselves is they're like because they like blame each other for like their wives leaving them or whatever and they blame each other for not being able to write the song sort of thing hmm. and then the journey is like throughout their future is Bill and Ted like reminding themselves like 
why they love each other or why it was so important to sort of be together and then I think that would like make the ending even stronger where it's showing like why it's important to like have unity with everybody and why the song like why it's like what they're doing isn't important it's the fact that they're doing it together and they're doing it as best friends is what's important Mm. yeah that's true that they like um are still friends even after shit goes like so bad it's just bill and ted yeah um, performing at 6 15 p.m and it's interesting to see them like being like oh we got to fight for our marriages when like really the relationship that we are the most invested in is theirs Mm-hmm. Like, the wives are just, like, kind of, like, they're, you're not, like, there's not, like, anything, like, there that you're, like, wow, yes, they're, like, perfect together. Like, I need them to work this out. You just, it's really more about Bill and Ted. So that would have been more interesting, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I can't tell if I would have liked it more. I think that's an interesting idea. I don't, like, I don't disagree with you, but there was a like when the movie started and in the prologue, it's kind of like, you know, Wild Stallion broke up. And I was expecting that they were going to be kind of on the mends. And that part of the movie was about like them amending their friendship. Um, and then I, my heart was like joy. Like it was it was happy when like I saw them just at the wedding and they're just trying to do their thing. And they're still, you know, happy and like amidst all the other turmoil and trying to figure out how they're going to save the universe and all that it's like their friendship never really does waver like mm-hmm. yeah i think it could have been an interesting movie if it does as well but i i don't know there was something like that brought me a lot of joy and just that their friendship was so unwavering through the whole thing true mm-hmm. that makes sense also yeah. on the on the scene at the wedding I kind of liked the song that they were playing. Unironically, so I actually thought the, the song, song was, was pretty so good. good. <laughs> I love that song. Well, it was like while you're whipping in the bagpipe, you're headbanging the theremin. Like, uh, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> there, everyone was like, "Cut, cut it!" Not, not Please, into not bagpipes. I, mm-hmm. I, love I like that. that. <laughs> I like that everyone has just been like suffering through their tracks for 25 years. <laughs> They're trying to make some random shit. And they're just like, honey, like, it's too much now. <laughs> like, it's way too much. I do appreciate, though, how you could see that they actually got better at their instruments. And mm-hmm. it's not like they were just like, mm-hmm. it's like you could tell they were working hard for those, like, 25 years or whatever to write the song. It's not like they were just doing nothing. Mm-hmm. They were being active. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like that, like, in the end, it wasn't like, Bill and Ted star rose back again and success. It was like Bill and Ted realized that they'd kind of had their time and that it was time for their daughters to. And I I liked that. I liked that it was like, I don't know. It it felt like good and healthy. And instead of like the rhetoric that we always hear, which is like, oh man younger people ruining everything well it was so great when we were young it's like hey, i think that's also now yeah sorry now are you going i think that's also part of like the first bill and ted where it's like all like that's like the point of the story is like what would historical figures do in present day mm-hmm. where it's like what happened in the past isn't maybe great but it's not necessarily something to achieve it's something to build off of and like how is the future like making it like how is the future learning from us 
and improving and working to make like to create like an even better world yeah Mm -hmm. that makes sense and like to stop thinking of like youth culture also as like inherently inferior because it's newer too yeah it was their skills that the younger bill and ted's skills that uh really pulled it together. Like I love them sampling stuff and like yeah, getting people's inspirations and like using midi things. I was like, "Oh, this is very fun." They had great fashion too. They did. Yeah, they were fitted up. I really appreciated yeah, that I, the looks. I love that. Yeah, like like you're saying, Funke, like they make it very clear that the the two like the younger Bill and Ted, they say that like, "Oh, they've never we don't even know how to like play music and stuff. We just like pull samples together. Uh, and that's actually what saves the universe. Like it's this very modern way of making music where like yeah. they are actually sampling sounds from like, you know, thousands and thousands of years of music and putting it together into this like beautiful hodgepodge. And I love that everyone loves each other's music. Like when, um, you know, Louis yeah. Armstrong hears like Jimi yeah. Hendrix music, it's like he loves it and they love Mozart's music. And they, like, you know, everyone yeah. is so supportive and it just becomes this thing where it's like, yeah, putting all that together would be so cool. And why does anyone shit on any modern way of yeah. making stuff? And it, it doesn't invalidate like the way that the, they they make music, like their daughters, like because yeah. that's how a lot of modern people who make music do it through sampling and through like a different means. Not everyone is like, just playing instruments but it's like mm-hmm. no this can be as good as hendrix which can be as good as mozart and also like like yeah looking at all the people who've like contributed to the development of music in a like i don't know it's cool like i i gotta say i was like uncomfortable with like i feel like Jimi hendrix lived so I know we weren't alive, but so recently that this part of me was like felt weird about seeing an actor portray him just because really old historical figures I feel like detached from, but he's image like I've seen. But at the same time, I thought it was really cool that they were like talking about like far more contemporary artists, um, mm-hmm. but like understanding the weight that they have as far in the development mm-hmm. of music um as being equal to like people like Mozart because we always talk about them as like their music whatever but like Jimi Hendrix was also like considered the greatest guitar player of all time so it was just really cool yeah yeah and Kid Cudi was there I know yes Kid Cudi yeah even putting Kid Cudi on that level yeah, which no, you know Kid I don't Cudi. know if he's on the level of Hendrix uh Louis Armstrong <laughs> no Mozart, he deserves but it he's good <laughs> he's good Kid Cudi's so good love Kid Cudi yeah um, I I think I would have liked to see that like perspective on modern music reflected in the soundtrack more because the soundtrack is like all guitar bands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like reading the Wikipedia, like trying to figure out what the soundtrack was, and apparently the new director wanted to like go away from like the original like heavy metal, um, and like glam sort of like perspective of the soundtrack and go more towards like the current state of guitar music, but it's all just like kind of boring and i'm like why didn't you do something like interesting like why didn't you look at songs that sampled like some early like heavy metal songs and use that as your soundtrack like why didn't you do that why didn't you like that was probably just like like get 
like do some like hundred gex kind of thing in there where it's like guitar music and heavy metal but reinterpreted in a really like modern way instead of getting weezer and mastodon (laughs) it definitely could have been more cohesive especially with the message that i feel like they're trying to send out with music Mm -hmm. um soundtrack could have slapped a bit harder yeah but i i really did enjoy those parts where they were like all the artists were like talking to each other and like playing music even when they like couldn't understand each other's languages like they were fully just like oh you're very good at what you're doing like yeah. f yeah music uh, is universal language through time and yeah. space and Woo! dimensions also i think Facts. the soundtrack was like them appealing directly to the audience that would have seen the original like that was definitely like hey dads i know that you don't listen to a lot of stadium rock anymore and you're really into like just kind of weird guitar-y music and so there's a lot of like we've changed things but here's some music that you can palette dads (laughs) yeah yeah i think that like it would have i i agree it would have been cool to uh have more of a diversity in the uh soundtrack and show more modern stuff. But I agree that, like, I, I think, uh, Nara, you mentioned this earlier that, like, or maybe it was Fubi Funky, I don't know. It doesn't really matter who mentioned this earlier. I'm just going to say it. Um, that it's, like, this movie very much does feel like it's made for people who enjoyed the first two. And I think that, like, mm-hmm. it's cool that it has that appeal and that I think it would... Uh, it has like almost the aesthetic and the feel of those two movies. So people who do love those would still enjoy these. But a lot of the people that do love those are, you know, probably like 40, 50, 60 year olds now. And it Damn. does sneak in, it does sneak in a message about like respecting modernity and respecting like modern mm-hmm. music. And mm-hmm. I think that that's cool. Like, I don't know. I don't, I, I wonder if like those people would have been, and not that, it has to be pandered to those people, but I wonder if they would have been off-put if it really feels so, like, different from the others. And I don't know if mm-hmm. they would have necessarily engaged with the theme in the same way versus, mm-hmm. like, they get what they want and then it's like, oh, okay, maybe they're going to get the message too. Yeah, exactly. I true, Yeah, true. I agree. Like, I think it's, like, one of those movies where dads will be like, hey, let's watch this new Bill and Ted movie. I loved those when I was younger. And you watch it with your, like, current like gen z or millennial kid and then it's like there's a bit of something for everyone but the message doesn't feel like they're like like it doesn't like it feels like they're still trying to do something new while still appealing to everyone where it's like you know the soundtrack might not be incredible but like i didn't love the soundtracks of the first two either so it's like whatever that's (laughs) that's That's fine you know yeah yeah it was a it was a nice it was a, it was a nice watch i think i was like pleasantly surprised the whole time and they kept like putting new things and like doing time stuff that i was like what are you doing um but like it worked out in the end which is very nice yeah i mean like you know it's gonna it's bill and ted like one thing you can be sure of is that things will work out like it's all gonna work yeah. out but i kind of feel like it mick like the uh, the daughter's storyline felt almost like a remake of the first movie, but like it specifically was. 
mu- music more so. Like they're trying mm. to put together a song versus yeah. putting together a presentation. And then the the um, you know older Bill and Ted's kind of felt like it had all the like weird surrealism of the second movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean this is probably my like I love all three of the movies. This is probably my least favorite of the three but i do love that like they were able to kind of mix together things that i love in both of those movies into one i don't yeah i just think that's super cool like they did a good job they did a really good job i love this movie and like i would say like you know one of the issues that like you expressed when we watched the first one was kind of not an issue but it was like the the character or the yeah, the characters from history that they did choose to bring. It's like first you had like a bunch of like, like you Napoleon and like Genghis Khan and like people that like weren't great that were pretty awful humans, and then like it was yeah. a lot of just like old white dudes, which is like yeah. made sense in the context of like what you're learning in history class. Um, but it was kind of like this time I think especially with music, understanding that like music like the roots of music come from all over the world and like all different cultures and like I don't know it was cool that like they kind of acknowledge the contributions of like people other than just old white dudes to music I mean when they went to London I was like oh man they're gonna get like the Beatles or something and I was like they're gonna get some like white rock guy and I was like really happy that they didn't yeah yeah I mean also it's like like no dig on the Beatles but no but I I agree like I think like understanding like I don't know it just it felt like a good call is all um and it was definitely like kind of a nicer update to the original in that way mm-hmm. definitely i agree how would you guys rank all of the movies after seeing all three one two three or one two three really in my opinion, two is my yeah. favorite for sure oh one's still my favorite one's one's the my the most fun to me i don't believe one in rankings really nice, yeah. so i won't do it i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'll say by your. Can I rank your opinion, Hannah? No. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. I just seemed like you seemed most excited about two and three, and mm. one you seemed to like, but not as much as the others. I wasn't obsessed with one. I'll be real, but I think that the characters in the world grew on me, too. So yeah. like, in the first one, I was like, "This is so bizarro," but now I'm like having more fun with it. So I yeah. I don't know. I mean, again, I don't believe in ranking things. I don't like numbers, and I don't like to apply them to things where they don't belong. <laughs> That's all. Tell him. Let him know. I like that you're Let sacrificing so much for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, only, I don't. I only. I don't even like giving whack scores. They stress me out, but I do it <gasps> because I love you guys. I know you. I Aww. hate numbers, Aww. but I love my co-hosts. Wow. Arts. Numbers are annoying, I will say. I, yeah. I think uh, t- I need some more time to let this one sit in, but I could actually see me liking it as much as number one. But I think number two is still uh, is still my, my favorite of the three. True. Nara? True. Um, what were you going to say? I just, I just wanted to talk about Kid Cudi in this quickly. 
because <laughs> I know we talked a couple times in previous episodes about how there's always like the character who like says some like jargon the and techno like, babble yeah yes. and then yeah. the other character's like in english please and uh so kid cuddy literally was in this just to do the weird like techie like science like three like, or four times yeah nerdy. <laughs> like that was his he he barely like was like song or like talked about being kid cuddy at all he was just like science time travel <laughs> Um, and then they were like, and then Bill and Ted were literally like in English, please, or they were like, I don't. They know. ignored him completely. I think. Yeah, they ignored him or something, or they were like, I don't remember what Ted's was like saying, but it was something along the lines of like, do you under do you know who you're talking to? We're not gonna understand what you're saying at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just thought that was funny that they made that Kid Cudi's like role in this. <laughs> Yeah. yeah there's a there's a couple of parts in there that were like really funny like i really enjoyed that robot character oh my god oh so i love like yeah he's great from I the first so much from the first time when he like killed uh ted's dad i was just like, <laughs> like, like did anyone see that like oh my gosh he felt so um, bad yeah just like a very shy terminator i really enjoyed that um and it carried through too like him getting jumped. I've never seen a robot get jumped, but like in the prison scene <laughs> with buff Bill and Ted and everyone just like beating up that robot. It was fantastic. It was really cool. Some of the, so I, I feel like we're kind of walking down Whack Actor Avenue here, which is, which is good. Uh, we take a walk down Whack Actor Avenue. Yeah, I, I loved, I loved that. He was my favorite uh, performance in any, just the way that he, uh, when he says his name, we said this already. It was like, oh, I'm Dennis. What is it? Dennis McCoy. Dennis McCoy. And he's just so yes. like, I don't know. He's like shy, but there's a little bit of confidence once he finally does like get to say his name. And it's just so funny. I don't know why. I, I, I thought that guy was amazing. I don't know who the actor was, but that was such he's, a good performance. Um, he's, he's in Barry. Oh, okay. Mm. I never seen he's that. The, he's the man without eyebrows or hair. He was, yeah, he was holding on to, like, his name, like, as a source of pride, and he yeah. kept saying it, and people well, were just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, okay. Well, I think it's interesting that he's, like, a sentient, like, robot, because he's, like, mm -hmm. controlled by that scientist or something in the, like, one scene. But, but then there's something there. But then he's like yeah. gaining independence from it. Also, he's able to go to hell, which means like he can kind True. of die. Oh, I I like that gag too, where the the demons are like a, a robot. Oh yeah, I loved hell? that. That was so <laughs> weird. I, I was a big fan. Um, I got really distracted when one of the princesses was played by the teacher from Glee. Yeah, I got uh, I was the just, blonde like, hair one. The yeah, the like ginger one, and then I was just like, and then she like pulled out the British accent, and I was like, no, go polish your apple with like a little cloth. Gotcha, boom. She was in something else too. I I was just like, yeah, she does look familiar. She's in Glee. I never watched Glee. Oh, okay. She was in something I else. Know. I watched. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that that couldn't have been the same. Um, no, uh, they weren't the same actresses. Oh, okay, but it, but every it, uh, I was gonna say, is it the same? Uh, Oh god, what's his name? Not the devil. I think it was the same death. Oh, death? Death, death was the same. Death. death is the same. Oh, was it? Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. I'm pretty sure. He was great. I mean, yeah, I loved him in the second one as well. He's still good. Yeah, death was um, I love death. 
The princesses were played by different actresses in every movie. That's mm. weird. Yep. Hmm. <clears throat> I <laughs> sorry. As on on death, uh, I like how they introduced him to someone who didn't know him. Not a not a known fan of death, but they were just like <laughs> he's playing hopscotch alone. And he's cheating. <laughs> it was so funny. Like, why are you cheating in Hopscotch alone? That's also kind of a callback to the second one is because they get out of hell by playing a bunch of games, but Death keeps losing. So he keeps being like, okay, best two out of three. Okay, best five out of seven or whatever. Oh, um, my God. I like that character a lot. Then. That's and, he, and he keeps raising the stakes. Um, but, yeah. It's, it's really it's nice. funny. I think oh, death is cool. great. Death is a great. Oh, also, good. they do a station callback joke. Who like? Yeah, yeah, very offhand. They just say station. Yeah, and I was like, okay. Wait, what was the joke? I don't the, remember. It in, wasn't even really a joke. It's just a reference. Hmm. They in the second in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, there's just this like weird technologically minded alien called Station. <laughs> I think it, station that that might have. That might have been a better callback where they're like all reality is folding in on itself and like as they're going to like distribute the instruments, you see them like going to distribute instruments to some aliens, like to some stations or something. Ah. Uh, that would have been cool. Did you all like um Rufus's daughter, Christian Shaw? I was I just think... like, that's Christian Shaw. Yeah. I just like Kristen Shaw. She has an iconic voice and uh she carried it. Yeah. Good performance. Yeah, I think she was pretty good. I mean, I love she kept... I just love Flight of the Concords, so um, I'd always be a Kristen Shaw fan. Mm. She didn't really I guess she does get stuff to do in this. I think she was fine. Like I think she was good. I don't really have much to say. I just wanted to see if any of what all of you thought. <laughs> I just I just I think I just genuinely like Kristen Shaw, so I was like, she can't really go like she can't really disappoint in this. And she was like good. She was entertaining and funny. And yeah. I liked when she was like, I didn't think my mom would actually kill me, but she did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, I feel like her role wasn't too, too big. Like, the character wasn't that significant, other than just giving the the time travel machine to the daughters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she like she did her performance well. Yeah. That's cool. There was a scene I, I liked at the end when the mom says to her, like, your dad would have been proud. And just knowing that Carlin's not alive anymore. Yeah. Just made me, made me emotional. I was like, oh, little, yeah, little emo. and I love Rufus. So I was like, oh, that's just a nice, that's a nice sentiment. Was Rufus in the second one as well? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, but not that much. Mm. Hmm. What made them want to like do a a third one? Like, when did they start production on this and stuff? Because I really did not know this oh, was going on. Alex Winter <laughs> produced it, so that might have something to do with it. By my Alex Winter's Bill, Bill, like Bill, like produced it. But my understanding oh. was like, um, like Keanu has always been very vocal about how much he loves these movies, and uh, I think for many years there was always kind of like talks it's like oh we might make another one we might make another one but there was a long stretch where keanu like didn't really have as much sway uh anymore in hollywood like to get the stuff made he kind of became like a 
a joke to a lot of people unfairly. I think that Keanu's always been good, although certainly he's had some pretty bad performances. But he kind of became like a joke for a while. And then like I think when he, you know, came back with these John Wick movies and increased his star persona once again so high, it was kind of like then he had the ability to like finally get Bill and Ted greenlit Um, because now there's more public like love for Keanu. Yeah, he's like the internet's boyfriend. Yeah. I love him. True. True. So I think that's kind of how it got made now, which is cool. I'm I'm glad that he like, you know, held on to his love for this series so strongly yeah uh and that he really like wanted to get him and i think it feels like a labor of love i don't know everyone in it seems like they're really having a good time it doesn't seem yeah. like a mm-hmm. cynical kind of like ah, oh, let's just make another one because the people will love it no it looks yeah, so fun. yeah that's true and like they actually bothered with trying to develop the world and the characters like they could have just made it yeah. like bull and ted do another thing but this was like yeah they actually <laughs> cared about like them where they were going so it was nice um fun fact which i think i've probably said before my dad and keanu were like middle school pals Whoa. what holy shit Whoa. when have you said this before i, feel like I tell everyone this <laughs> you never told us yeah. this yeah my dad I'm they were I like good friends in middle school together they're the same age um because keanu lived in toronto for a bit um and my dad claims he was like the first person of their like friends that like keanu told what the meaning of his name was too but i'm like i don't i I don't know if that's supposed to be a significant what's the what's the meaning of his name it's like something about like a wind passing through like it's something to do with wind i don't remember um but yeah i don't know that's that's my claim to fame that is very that's, sick. That's pretty sick. Thanks. Do they ever go to like middle school reunions and they're like, hey. No, I don't think that those exist. <laughs> I also don't know if Keanu Reeves would be like, uh, I was going to make another movie, but uh, I'm going to go to my middle school. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think you'd remember my dad. Like they were friends when they were like kids. Hey, I mean, he might. You never know. Yeah, maybe. Monday I'll ask Seems him. like a thoughtful guy. Yeah. Yeah, just send Keanu a message. He yeah. might respond. Where? Please. Where would he send him the message? <laughs> just like, just like... iCloud. Yeah. Just like <laughs> manifest it and he might have a dream about it. Yeah, true. Ooh. True. Ooh, we got to get him on the pod, guys. Oh yeah. Get Keanu on the pod. He used to he used to go to ESA, so like yeah. his record his contact record might be in the vault at well, the school if we he, break in. He got expelled. <laughs> I also feel like they definitely, they definitely digitized those records. Like what? And he know. definitely wouldn't have the same contact. Like yeah, he wouldn't have the same phone number. Like now. his parents' home phone number. <laughs> Fifty years later. <laughs> okay, but if we contact his parents and then get them to like <laughs> forward us to mm. Keanu. They'd definitely be like, don't call me! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Not if we were well, nice about it. What if... Know, yeah. Okay, mm, but what true. if we do it? What if we just uh, trick Keanu into coming onto the podcast and they're like, hey, we're gonna have a middle school reunion. <laughs> <laughs> this tricking. I don't know if this is gonna go well yeah, for us in the I, long run. Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, the middle school reunion, I think more of those need to happen so that we can get this guy back. <laughs> you just mean okay, in so general, you... like you, more middle school reunions need to happen? Well, or? associated yeah. to Kian. Oh, oh, okay, okay, so we have to, so basically first, first so this is going to be the long game. We're going to host a middle school reunion. We're going to get Hannah's dad and Keanu back in contact. Aww. Slowly, they're going to rebuild their friendship. Then your dad's going to be like, hey, my kid does this podcast and you should like totally like talk mm-hmm, on it mm-hmm, then Keanu's gonna mm-hmm. come on the podcast and middle school <laughs> childhood friends will be reunited and happy oh. forevermore and that itself oh could gosh. be a podcast our journey hey just finding Keanu yeah there you go new Keanu, podcast where are you that's Is our next Keanu? series Ooh, that's a good series <laughs> finding Keanu um, <laughs> yeah um, do we have any more notes to go over, or should we do numbers? Let's do Question? numbers. I can do yeah. numbers. I, I can do, do numbers. numbers. Mm, some numbers today. Um, you want to start, Funke? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I th- I'm still. I'm thinking. I'm generating. I'm generating. Well, I can start then. Okay. You want to start, Nara? No, I just said okay. You can start. You want to start, Hannah? Sure. I would say like a two. I don't know. It was like, not like, it's like, now that we've established the world of Bill and Ted, this is no more or really like less whack. Like, it's just like, I don't know. Like the first one, I was like, this movie's bananas. So now I'm just kind of like, okay. So I feel like two. I don't know. I I liked it. I just don't feel like my mind has been like, you know, exploded from the whackness. So, yeah, yeah, I'll echo that. Like, uh, I think that the first two are pretty whack. Um, and this one does seem like the most tame, I would say, like cinematically, but uh, I do still like it a lot, as I've made clear. And, um, I don't know, I think that always like time travel stuff gets a little funky and a little and a little silly and they do some fun things and they do some different things and uh i don't know i give it like a three three not terribly whack but like uh, it's it's more whack than uh than uh than the average movie give it a three all right Mm -hmm. i think funky do you want to go uh i'll I'll go after you okay i think i think i agree with your maybe like a 2.75 close to a three i agree with what everyone's saying i don't think it's like i think it's like a little bit maybe the 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 like more like it's not like not whack like it's not like a 2.5 or below where it's like not that whack but a little bit like experimental i think it is like a little bit still like kind of out there especially with like I don't know. There's just like they do little things that are like fun. Like everything with the robot, I guess, is just like I think pushes it over oh, the yeah. edge a little bit. I oh, think those yeah. robot those gags sort of push it over the edge. Yeah. Um, very funny gags. And then also the like I'm surprised like that they could get like um Ted's dad back. I was like, "Oh, sick. Dad." cool you're back <laughs> what do you mean that they could um, get him back what else would he be doing yeah what's he up to i don't to? know i don't know <laughs> you mean I just, just that he's cool. still alive 
and he's, <laughs> and he's still a cop. I, I was surprised that he was similar. like, he's still a cop. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just yeah, I just thought there's like there's like a couple things that it's not again like you said not as whack as the other ones, but it's not not exactly what I expected of them, and it yeah, it's a little bit. Just a little, a little bit to the to the right of whack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I am. I'm conflicted. It's taking me so long to decide, because yeah, a lot of the things that are are going on. Like if I try to explain this movie to someone, it sounds whack AF. But yeah, <laughs> as a seasoned Bill and Ted, even though I've just seen the first one, it like I'm used to some of these these whack things um, that they've been doing. So I will give it, I'll give it a 3.5. It was, it was oh, wild. Yeah. It was zany. I will say zany, but stamp. not whack. Zany, but not whack. <laughs> Is I it zany? To the screen. Yes. <laughs> Is it zany? <laughs> wow. Damn. That's the podcast with the mirror versions of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Is, it zany? Is it zany? Yeah. They have uh, uh, all of our names backwards. Like they got, Aran, they got okay, Nada, but I they got I, Hannah. <laughs> Heck no. <laughs> if you could see Funkin's face right now, <laughs> wow. Fun fact: I know somebody named Aaron, and it's spelt like my name backwards. Wow, oh, are they on as zany? I don't know. <laughs> They're in Montreal right now, so maybe, maybe they're on. Is it Zany over there? I could ask. We gotta launch a pod like for the Montreal people. Yeah. Is it Zany? <laughs> they could do numbers. Say whack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's the whackometer saying? Um, it's saying this is slightly less whack than. Uh, Dune and Born in Flames. It is only two point eight instead of two point eight seven five. Only wow. two point eight whack. That's close. Do you have though. Do you have all the scores from Whack to the Future there? No. <laughs> okay. Well, we will say. I mean, the whack belts, the golden. Uh, it golden goes to telephone booth. I don't know. The golden sure. future time travel machine. Whatever. Golden robot. Goes to uh, Southland Tales, which had a solid five. So congrats, Seb. Well, since Seb's not even here here today, I'll accept it on his behalf. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) I'll hold on to that. I need one of those. I know. I don't have one yet. I got two. (laughs) I got to get one. Got to get one. Yeah, let's figure figure out the next. Did you not get one for food, Adam? Oh, what was the... Was God of Cookery the wackest? I don't think it was. What was the wackest? I think. Well, we didn't hand out the golden things back then, so we didn't say what what who got it. Well. I don't know. We could go okay. back and find out. I guess. Yeah. All right. Maybe we'll go back and find out one day. How does this one movie day. end? Oh well. First off, thanks to uh, Emma Kudlack oh. for the uh, logo. Thanks to Ian Mills for the music. Ian Mills, oh, let's go! Shout out to David Vassos. <gasps> Be- really? Or, yeah, because they sh- or he shouted us out. 
Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. So, thanks, thanks David. 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 David, why don't you come on the pod? Yeah. Hop on here. Hey, David, send us an idea for our next series. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. We should, like, do one of those Instagram things yeah. where people can send in stuff. Perfect, oh. yeah. Someone, we will ask someone to tell us the theme so we don't have to think of it. I like it. Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> but then someone's got to do that it. soon. I well, can I can do it. Yeah, do I just, yeah. Do you want me to just post on Instagram being like, hey, what what what's the next theme we should do for our, for Please. our pod? Please, I'm begging be you to do that. That'd be fun. Some audience involvement. Yeah, hey, that's a great idea. And if you do it today, then I'll at we can decide by tomorrow, and I'll say what we're going to talk about on the podcast right here in one, two, three. Chris at whack. So like films with performers in them whose name is Chris or like a like a like a variation of Chris. So like it could be like a, a Christian or like a Christine. Uh, uh, Christopher, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, Chris at Whack. That's what it's what it's gonna be called. Sounds like a Whoa. great, great. Oh, you guys are fantastic. That, that is such a so good. Creative. Thank wow. you guys are so creative. Wow. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to talk idea, about yeah. films. I love that are... you guys. <laughs> Uh, okay, go to at InsomniacFest on Instagram, Insomniac underscore fest on Twitter, uh, and next week we'll talk about whatever I just said we were going to talk about. <laughs> you know about. what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, we're, talking I'm about. so excited for that. <laughs> uh, and okay, as the bye. movie ends, we will play a song that will unite the universe. Okay. Because I'm happy. You could have just like inserted the theme song. Because I'm happy. Mom, get out. I'm doing a podcast. <laughs>